There's just not that much good mech stuff in uh, in the, in the media we get in America. Uh, the Iron Giant. I've already talked about how I think that's the greatest Superman movie ever made. So, <laughs> not much more to get into on Iron Giant. Um, but we we've gotten a, a fair amount of, of giant monster movies. That's pretty good, right? The other half from Pacific Rim. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite part, are the monsters, because they're kind of scary. And I guess that's it. <laughs> and they're big. Big and yeah, scary. They all kind of look the same in Pacific Rim, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah. I, I, I do worry about the living in the CG era means a lot of giant monsters are turning out to look the same for some reason. Like, I think the monster from Super 8 looked pretty similar to the monster from Cloverfield. Uh, yeah. In, in the case of, like, sci-fi, or at least those two movies, I feel like the answer is, like, mm, just, like, give it a bunch of legs or something. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they attempted in Pacific Rim to kind of make them look a little different, but, I don't know, they, they did blur together a little, but it was still cool to see, like, a movie like that in this era. Because oh, big so. monster movies are kind of rare, and then even when they are made, are rarely good. You know, like movies like D War and stuff, and anything on the Sci Fi Channel. Oh shit! Dragons. Do we have any dragons on the list? Godzilla's kind of kind of like a dragon. <laughs> Did we put Sean Connery from Dragonheart? <laughs> <laughs> okay, first discussion: Sean Connery from Dragonheart. It's not really a monster. He doesn't like go around killing people. You- it's a giant beast that can talk. <laughs> we, we just because we use monster doesn't mean like we're assigning good or bad. And yeah, how many of I these remember, are good? At one part, he rips open his chest and shows his still beating heart. Yeah, I remember I think. that. Or maybe he shows that he doesn't have a heart. It's one of the two, and it's pretty scary. And I saw it in a drive-in theater, and that's most of what I remember from that movie. Monster Entertainment there. Dragon Quaid, forget about it. Have yourself a good time at the movies. I remember I took my shoes off. That's how good of a time I was having at Dragonheart. 
I'm gonna be here for a while. <laughs> Actually, let's talk- not talk about Dragonheart. No, it's not. So this is our uh, our top ten uh, giant monsters. I think they're all for movies, even though I don't think that was a prerequisite. Let's just say it was. Okay. Cover our asses. So we don't have the Cthulhu fanatics coming at us. Want to give a shout-out to Cthulhu? Shout-out to Cthulhu. Shout-out to uh, Mothra, my main bitch. Flubber. <laughs> Flubber. Flubber. Flubber's Flubber is not giant. <laughs> There's the potential to be giant. Though. Yeah, you can do whatever he wants. If you made enough flubber. You can't contain him. I mean, you flubber can power a car. Who knows what else he can power? <laughs> can power like a nuclear weapon. Flubber-powered torpedoes coming ahead. And then it starts dancing to doom basketball. Uh, also, shout out to Gamera. Gamera's pretty sweet. Um, just haven't seen any of his movies. And other Godzilla guys, all sorts of great Godzilla monsters. And that baby from Honey We Blew Up the Kid. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Remember he's like too big for the house? I don't. I didn't see that. You saw that movie? He's too big for Well, I think I saw a part of it on like Disney Channel as a little kid. Would you ever see that thing take on, you know, Gamera or something? Is there a hilarious diaper scene in Honey, We Blew Up the Kid? No, I'm almost certain there is. I'm pretty sure there was. It's been a while since I've seen it, but come on. You knew you had to. (laughs) Too good. Too good to pass up. I mean, what do babies do? They cry and they poop. Well, and they also eat. How do they feed it? It wasn't that big for that long. It's like gradually gets big and then it gets too big and everyone's like freaking out. Yeah, I feel like it's like over the course of a day. I think that movie would be a lot creepier if they just made the baby like six feet tall. <laughs> like an adult human sized baby. Yeah, that's like my favorite part of the movie is when it's just like kind of big. <laughs> like it's still fit in the house. Sounds really yeah. unsettling. Like the baby could still beat you up, but it's not going to knock over a building. <laughs> baby bully. I like it. Up there remake it and go that direction anyways let's uh let's go ahead and just dive right into the list okay and we're gonna start off with the alien queen from aliens it's cool about this thing i've seen in real life did you get to see this in real life sean no uh at one point it was pretty sweet it looked really good. It was pretty big. It was. Did a it have the big sack, sack, or was it just the? I think it did. Combat? Mode. No, it, it had the sack. Yeah, it has like the big, big baby sack, and it has to detach to fight Sigourney Weaver in a robot thing, and it's just super scary, and it's like a super awesome puppet. Like I really respect puppets in movies, and this is like one of the scariest puppets I can think of. It's hard to think of a scarier puppet off the top of my head, but you know, it yeah. does combat. It can spit acid and stuff. The little mouth grabber thing. It's terrifying. It's got all the basic features of an alien alien. But it's just humongified. Really the only thing I I think is like if an alien, the alien queen took on like any other monster from this list. It's like really like scrawny. Like I feel like something big could like just click shit. Yeah, but then it would get all burnt on its foot because of its acid blood. Good. That's good. Good point. (laughs) 
But, you know, it's still a worthy foe. How about Balrog? Balrog is like fire and shadow brought to life. So, I mean, it's got that going for it. Uh, it it's able to dual wield, which is very nice. has a whip and a sword. Uh, on the con side, it is taken down by like one guy. And, uh, yeah, but that I mean, dude's that, like a wizard. That dude is a wizard. He's like 80,000 years old. He's basically a god. So uh, it's, it's pretty good. And, he, and they both die in that fight. So, uh, I mean, yeah, that's fair. Gandalf like, comes back, though. So. Yeah, Gandalf comes back. Boy, spoiler. <laughs> Sorry for everybody. Remember the hesitancy to Lord of the Rings in it? <laughs> Saw the biggest movies the last decade. Well, a decade ago. He was so big. What was he doing? Like, is he protect something? He just happens to live in those mines. Just I think to live there. Well, they they say that they dug too deep, right? Like he was just underground chilling in hell or something. <laughs> yeah. Whatever hell is. And then the dwarves were like, "Let's make a city like here." And like, whoops! <laughs> like worst monster imaginable, coming at you. But as long as it falls really far into a big pit of fire, you're good, right? Well, yeah, but then they end up on the mountain anyway. Mm. It's all about mid-air. How do they end up on that mountain? Oh, it's really cerebral, isn't it? <laughs> Sleep out. Yeah, okay. Just fall through that lake, and then they're up on mountain. And I don't know. Maybe it's like a video game where when, when you reach the end of the screen, you just come back on the other side. And they just fell through the bottom of the world, and so they came back out on the top. I get behind that. So is he more or less like a demon in, like, Lord of the Rings? Like, their equivalent of a demon or something? I, I can't remember if they explained in the book. I'll have to consult this, the Silmarillion to find out. Yeah, so, you know. According to the Silmarillion, the Valarurukar uh, were a type of Maiar, angelic beings that were scourges of fire. So yeah, he's like a demon. That's confusing. But you know something I can't wrap my mind around is the blob. It could wrap around your mind. Yeah, he just came from space, and he's gonna like cover himself over everything because he just likes devouring things. Basically, the blob is a movie where a big space blob comes to a Pennsylvania town and starts destroying shit, and then it's up to a thirty-year-old teenager, Steve McQueen, <laughs> and his and his friends to like take care of that shit because the cops See, are like, "There's nothing going on. We'll take care of it tomorrow." So he's supposed to be like in high school in this movie. Yeah, he's like, I think I looked up Steve McQueen was like twenty-seven. But he looks even older. Yeah, I, I can't even like imagine Steve McQueen as a teenager. That's just what he's always looked like. So having grizzled, not seen the blob, it's just like a goo. It's goo. It, like, yeah, it's, it comes in through windows and cracks and stuff. And so that it just drowns people. Yeah, basically, in they made the uh, they remade it in the eighties. With uh, Kevin Dillon of Entourage fame, <laughs> and mm-hmm. basically what it what it did in that one is like it goes over your body and then it just like leaves your skeleton, like it takes off all the meat. 
So I had to put you back together like Monaco. Yes, that's a reference everyone will get. Um, Blake, shout out to Blake. <laughs> no, basically, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it does to everybody. Is it, it just kind of like absorbs you, and, and that's what makes it bigger. Is when it eats stuff, it gets bigger and bigger because it starts out kind of small and then it gets super huge. What do you mean by kind of small? Like a mm, like a bowl of jello? Like a basketball, I think. Maybe. I, th- I feel like it started small and then it just started like swallowing small stuff and then people and dogs and stuff and then it was like super huge and it attacks a movie theater. So how do they kill it? They set it on fire? They freeze it. Freeze it. The opposite of fire. Uh, yeah, and then they drop it in the Arctic. Oh, so they're keeping it for later. <laughs> I don't know if they keep it. They're just like, oh, get this shit out of here. <laughs> I don't remember it ever being that menacing. I feel like yeah. it never could move that fast. This is like never Yeah, it was like molasses coming at you. <sighs> Purple molasses. But like if it's like quicksand, right? Like as, as soon as you're stuck in it, you're stuck, right? As soon as yeah. it's got you, you're pretty much screwed. So. Like I'm sure if you try to like pull your leg out, you just like rip off your leg. I'm not that strong. I'm pretty sure there's stuff that ha- like that, that happens in the '80s one where people are like like rips off their arms. '80s one is super super violent and just <laughs> disgusting. I'm trying to watch that one. It's not like that bad. It's like it's good to watch for the effects. The effects are pretty good. It was like 1988. Um, yeah, the original. I can't even remember if anybody dies. If they do, I'm sure it's just like oh no. Uh, <laughs> it just happens off screen. Yeah, you don't see any. Some, you don't see someone with Ben Winkle I just, in <laughs> What do you mean? Yeah. Who was it from the fairy tale <laughs> podcast that ripped themselves in half? Oh, no, that was uh, Rumble Stillskin. Rumble Stillskin? He rips himself in half at the end of that story. That's I badass. When you said Rip Van Winkle, they said like someone just falls asleep and <laughs> gets encased in the blob. <laughs> Wakes up, wakes up. a good place to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not getting out of this. Might as well take her down. <laughs> Die the way I lived. You know, I love the blob because in a way, it's like the most uninventive monster you could possibly come up with. And that's kind of its charm, I think, is it's kind of like a stupid, stupid giant cow. monster. But oh, it wow. has a quirky charm. Uh, I would counter with the uh, 50-foot woman as the least inventive giant monster i guess a big person is pretty lame though what's funny at the blob is all it takes is like a small town to like get rid of it like some teenagers that's like inspirational i guess it's pretty easy to take down though so but you know people are still talking about it i don't even think the movie's that good and people are still talking about it it's got a sweet theme song took me like two years to get you to watch it it's because i'm like this is gonna be that good but then it was pretty fun. I'd actually like to watch it again sometime. So, uh, check it out. Moving on, another sci-fi classic. I use the term uh, lightly. The Brain Bug from Starship Troopers. Now, this is a tough choice for me because there are a bunch of great bugs in the Starship Troopers movie uh, that I assume are also in the book, but maybe not. And, I don't know, there's that show, I guess. Uh, but I think the brain bug's probably the most memorable one because it's so gross. It's like kind of like a, a big slug or something, but it has a little, a little poke resistance that comes out of it, and it's like stabs into your head and sucks out your brain. 
It's like running the whole bug army. Looks like a big butt. The big butt, you think? <laughs> definitely. <laughs> you, I mean, with that like weird suction thing coming out, it definitely looks like the whole. <laughs> oh, the so rectum. Okay. <sighs> Just Google brain bug. It's hard not to think about now. It's super gross. Should I Google brain bug or should I Google rectum? <laughs> should I Google both? <laughs> Do split screen. Oh, to get a side by side comparison. <laughs> Oh, he's got a lot of eyes, though. That's nice. <laughs> if you look at its mouth, especially when something comes at it, it's super gross. But no, I like the brain bug. It has some. It's like, I mean, with the other bugs inside of Troopers, I can't really like remember what they look. They're just like a bunch of legs. This thing is a more distinct look, so I think it makes it a little more memorable. So what did it, like, sucked out people's brains, right? Yeah, because it was, it was, like, running the show for the for the bug army. That's scary. This is, like, a super nerd trying to take over the world, but it's, like, a bug. Well, it was their version of, uh... Who was in this movie? <laughs> Neil Patrick was Harris. Neil Patrick Harris, right? <laughs> Yeah, he was, the, he was the genius. He was their brain bug. Mm-hmm. They like mind melded. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Like it's um, it's like the guy from like Clancy Brown, maybe. Clancy Brown's in it, yeah. Like Clancy Brown, like trains them at the beginning, and then at the end, he's the one who captures the brain bug, because like we're not gonna let you fight again. And he's like, "Fuck that." Yeah, I'm gonna fight again. Yeah, you got it. This movie's pretty sweet. I think we should all watch it all the time, mm. just to understand it better. I don't know. I remember watching it just a few years ago with Nancy because he'd never seen it. What did you think of Starship Troopers, Nancy? It was a lot campier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it was really. It's pretty. But it's like it's, but it's, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's like supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, it's, I just it's, thought it was like like just knowing about it all these years. I always thought it was hell serious. Uh, well, I mean, it's Paul Verhoeven, so it's, you know, like Robocop. It's, like, yeah. satirical and kind of trashy. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's dumb fun. I'm all about I'm when that one guy dies in, like, the training. Huh? I'm all about when that one guy, like, dies in the training. When he, like, takes his helmet off and gets shot in the head. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked up. Oh, yeah. On an unrelated note, I'm all about when they play, like, future football. In the beginning of that movie. So Remember that? Like flips and stuff? Yeah, they're like in like silver armor and it's like indoor football, but like Johnny Rico like does a flip over someone. <laughs> That's what it's, it's like. Cute. It's more like XFL. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. I like to see this again. Because the book people hate it so much. Oh yeah, the book people hate it. But you want to talk about old, old Mr. Clover. From yeah, I think he has a name. I've heard like names like here. I wrote Culverfield. Uh, <laughs> that's not its name. I've heard it be, like people call it Clovey. I don't know if it has a name, but it's that weird. If you haven't seen Cloverfield, there's this weird monster that's got like a bunch of legs and he's like all white. Um, there's a lot of anticipation for that movie back in the day when there's just that one trailer and be like, what is it? Is this gonna be? Is this gonna be Voltron? 
<laughs> In a way, I'm kind of disappointed it wasn't, because wouldn't you have loved a movie where Voltron is destroying New York City for some reason? <laughs> He like gets out of like he's oh he's getting out of sword, and um, they kept it secretive. And when they did kind of show it, I don't know, I guess it was kind of disappointing because it's like it didn't really look like anything. But I don't know, it's kind of stuck with me. It is kind of creepy. I like how lanky it is. It's like front legs are like going like the different like opposite direction. You know, it, it was effective. It was definitely scary. It just, expectations were so high that I feel like a lot of people like, oh, that thing's fucking stupid. But, I don't know, I kind of liked it. I remember, I think it was J.J. Abrams being like, it's like thousands of years old, but it's like also a baby, and it's like angry, and it's confused. He's like sent a lot of mixed messages about this monster. That, yeah, I don't frankly, I'm not interested in any of that. It's like, why couldn't it just be, you know, a little more straightforward? Like, you know, he's the... He, the product of waste in the river, like a a bird got. I don't remember in waste any of this. Fish ate it. I just remember like seeing it briefly at the very end. Is that true? You see it a, a lot in the movie. But, you see it a handful of times. But I, at the end, it's like the first time you get like a face to face look yeah. at it. Maybe that's what you're thinking. Just yeah. Your first kind kind of clear look at it. Yeah. It's got like two weird eye, eyes on the side of its head. It's kind of freaky looking. But I, I understood it as, like, a confused baby. <laughs> I guess that's not that menacing. <laughs> Unless you think the baby from How Do You Live the Kid is menacing. <laughs> that's a confused baby. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if they'd done Cloverfield and then it revealed to be the baby from How Do You Live the Kid? Just <laughs> 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 everything. What's the deal with this, like, super fat thing? It's like Cloverfield monster. It's like super fat, and it's got a bunch of arms. Kind of looks like a whale. Uh, I remember. About? I know. You're, I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember when Cloverfield was coming out. People were like, "What does a monster look like? What does a monster look like?" And somehow, this picture of this weird whale monster surfaced. I believe it's a fan drawing, but that drawing is became so popular that for a long time, people were like, "This is the official concept art. This is the official concept art," and it went everywhere. And in the end, I kind of think that concept art was probably better than what they came up with. Yeah. A giant whale, I could definitely get behind that. And what's what's interesting is the giant whale in that picture, they show like little lice, like little louses. That yeah, they're like itself. as big as a human, like bigger than a human. And what's crazy is in Cloverfield, they did have something. like They weren't as big as a human, but they did have little lice that came off of it and killed people. Mm-hmm. So... It's interesting that someone else kind of came up with that idea. You, yeah, or you know, f- f- maybe it was it was an early concept work. Uh, I don't I don't know if that's ever been like discovered. Like what the deal with that was. I always assumed it was fan art, but I don't know if more information on that surfaced. You know what else had lice on it? Kaiju from Pacific Rim. Yeah, I can appreciate lice on giant monsters. That's cool. It's like a little bonus. <laughs> As long as they're not the dumb egg raptors from Godzilla of America. Uh, I don't know. Those are, that left the door open for a sequel. There was one left, Sean. Uh, that was sweet. Cause how was long like, does it take to grow? I don't know. If it goes from egg to that size, I guess it'd be full-size Godzilla pretty fast. Like They probably wouldn't get that far away. 
They have to do that sequel like immediately after. Yeah. No match for worm expert Nick Totopoulos. <laughs> Matthew Broderick in his greatest role to date. So this is the Godzilla spot of the list. Yeah. And uh, if you want to spend the whole time talking about Godzilla America, we can. It might Probably be the wrong should. thing to do. It's not going to help his case. <laughs> it looks like a giant iguana. I always thought the thing looked kind of cool, but I, I prefer the original Godzilla design like everyone does. Uh, I think what's cool about Godzilla is he's he's like a dinosaur, but he, he's very dragon-like. It's very, like, original, creative-like design. And the fact that he like, has atomic breath, that's sweet. You know, and I love the fact that he's this product of the atomic age, you know, where all this bombing on Japan. Oh, look what it backfires. And actually, look, the monster still attacks Japan, so Japan just gets double screwed. Um, <laughs> but what's weird about Godzilla is not only is he like a villain over there, he's like kind of an anti-hero too. Like when other monsters come up, Godzilla like won't take any of that shit and he'll fight the other monsters. And people be like, yeah, I can respect that. But then in another, in like, the next movie, he's like, Godzilla's, like, kicking ass. Like, he does whatever he wants. Like, he plays by his own rules all the time. Who's going to stop him? He's like the Clint Eastwood of monsters. Hmm? Wouldn't like to see Clint Eastwood voice Godzilla? Just a thought, just a thought. Speaking and of the voice, how, how, do you have any idea how they make the Godzilla screech? I think you, they take um, a bass, it's either a bass or a cello, and you tune it down really, really low, and you scrape something against the strings. I don't know what you scrape against the strings. I want to say just some weird bow, but it's like a it's like a string instrument, and they're scraping up against the strings. That's pretty cool. I, I want to say that the sound effect was done by the guy who did the music, but I'm not 100%. Those movies had really good music. I was really like that. It was really menacing. I just wish I'd seen more of them. I've seen the first one. I saw Godzilla 2000, which somehow made it over here to the States. That was actually pretty fun. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I've seen Godzilla vs. Destoroya. Destoroya. You know, the giant dragon demon. That thing's oh, super yeah. sweet. And a couple others. I did see one that was unbelievably terrible. Like one of the worst ones. I think it's called Godzilla's Revenge. It's like 1969. It's like this. It's all the product of this kid's dream. I saw it on late night Canadian television, and like the kid would talk to Godzilla's son, and Godzilla's son kind of talked like Goofy. It's like someday I'm gonna be big and strong like my dad. <laughs> and all the footage of Godzilla was like from other movies. So it's like they really didn't give a shit on that one. It's pretty funny. I know some of those movies did reuse footage. Um, that's one of the, th the only, I think the only uh, thing that I think that hurts Godzilla is, I don't feel like he has, like he's a pretty famous monster, but I don't feel like most of those movies are that good. I mean, I haven't seen that many of them, but most of them look so cheesy. I don't know, Sean, if you've like seen any or caught in half of any you know, Godzilla movies. I've seen or a few. Um, the really bad one I remember seeing was um, Godzilla vs. King Kong. You know, I've never seen that, yeah. It was, was really dumb. Like? It was really dumb. 
I was just a boy. I rented it from Blockbuster because I was like, this will be great. Just a boy. <laughs> and for, I feel like a lot of the movie they were talking about how great, like, steel was. Like, maybe they invented a new metal. It was like, we invented this sweet new, like, metal we can use to tie giant monsters up. And that, like, that's how the humans help in the end. They like, tie up Godzilla, I think. And then Godzilla, or uh, King Kong, just, like, swims away. Was it just, like, a ploy from, like, Japanese companies to try to get people to buy steel? Could be. I don't know why they... I don't know the advantage there, but... It's funny, though. Yeah, it is kind of a shame that, like, the biggest... The two biggest monsters of all time were in a movie together that most people, you know, describe as pretty stupid, so... But, you know, they give it a shot. I respect that. We could probably talk about all sorts of stuff related to Godzilla. Uh, what do you think the function of the scales on his back are? Just mm. decoration? I don't know. What do they do for most reptiles? Like, is that something to do with heat? Maybe defense? No, both. I, I think mean, wonder, I, how does Godzilla fight? He whips people with his tail, yeah. punches them, he picks mm-hmm. them up and throws them. And uh, One time I saw this movie where he, like, it made no sense. He, like, went onto his tail, so his, like, feet were flying through the air. It's, like, what's supporting his weight? And he, like, kicked someone. They, like, double-kicked them. <laughs> if you can find the clip, you know, I suggest checking it out. It's the funniest thing ever. So, flying kick. Don't forget that one. But I think you got most of it. I, I think that's the trick. They've done, you know, like, 30 Godzilla movies, but... <laughs> What's he got to work with? Can he like shoot stuff out of his mouth, like flames or lasers or something? I feel like he can do. At times, he's been able to do both. Mm-hmm. Like he's, like I said, <laughs> atomic breath. Like I've, I feel like I've seen him shoot fire, but then I remember from that Godzilla video game, and I'm pretty sure from like Godzilla 2000 that he can also shoot like an atomic beam. <laughs> So he's like Superman. They kind of give him whatever they feel like they need to give him on a movie-by-movie basis. You know, it's like, oh, this time we'll give him this power, this time we'll give him this power. Mostly breath stuff, though, in his tail. I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with him in that new Godzilla movie that comes out next year. That's exciting. Hopefully that'll be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, hopefully there's some information on that at some point. It's supposed to come out in, like, May not that far off. There's not anything out of Comic-Con on that? Uh, not that I heard of. Oh, man. It's weird because there was some the previous Comic-Con. That's a bad sign. Mm, I don't know. Maybe they're waiting to, like, just suddenly just put out a teaser trailer attached to some big movie. Like The Hobbit or something. I don't know. I don't know what else they could attach it to. There's, I can think of another big movie. You know, that seems like that'd be the time to tell people about it. But we'll see. It's got people talking, though. Well, at least you. <laughs> All right. Now we can uh, talk about something that no one's talked about. Great for skills. Years, years. Gonna be great. Okay. <laughs> well done. Us talking over each other. Let's talk about graboids. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> My family would have been really upset if I didn't at least bring up the Tremors franchise and Graboids 
the the iconic creatures from these movies. Uh, classic. Um, basically, they're just like like the sandworms from Doom or Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh, so cool. But they make like little earthquakes before they come up, so people can predict that and avoid them. And so in the sequels, they start giving them evolutions. Sweet. I forget what the middle evolution is, uh, but they basically become velociraptors. And the final evolution is they learn to fly by shooting fire out of their uh, backs. And so at that stage, they're called ass blasters. Because it gives other butts. I like it. And um, I guess it's kind of like going for like the Jaws vibe, this thing cruising around. You don't, you're not sure where it is, where it's going to come up. Uh, and then it gets you and it eats you. Doesn't your dad like own a prop from one of the Tremors movies? I believe it's from the Tremors TV show. No. He owns a ass blaster lighter that was used in the show. Okay. And a... Uh, a tape, like a, a tape that one of the characters was selling in the show. <laughs> and he's not actually put the tape in a VCR to see if there's anything actually on it. They're all about these fans. I guess they're like funny. Uh, I never was that into them. Yeah, I think that's how the first one. Mm. Yes? Yeah? Classic of the series. What about the Wild West one? See that one? The one where it's set in the past. Yeah. Yet it still has Michael Gross in it, like as his his, like ancestor. (laughs) Because he's in all of them. Because I guess they figured they couldn't come up with another evolution for the beast. Was that like a devolution? I think. I think yeah. I think it was just graboids in that one. Although I don't know because I haven't seen it because I don't care. <laughs> I guess the appeal of that would be like they'd have like old timey weapons. It's like cowboys and there's aliens or something. Probably about as good. Oh god. Oh god. I can't believe we talked about tremors for more than a minute. Uh how about Cuomo from the host. Yeah, that's what the movie's called in South Korea, and sometimes I've seen them call the monster that, so I'm just going to call them that too. The monster and the host was created when an American-led military base near South Korea dumped a bunch of formaldehyde into the Han River, and then it made this little, like, tadpole thing, and over the years it turned into this weird, like, I don't know how to describe it. I like to describe it as, like, amphibious, just, like, weird thing with a long tail monster and it attacks people in South Korea there's really not much to it it's got a long tail that helps it like swing along you know under big bridges and it like throws up bones and shit <laughs> what a dick yeah he, he couldn't eat the bones <laughs> so it's definitely not an American monster and I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't seen the movie, but he's not that hard to kill, though. He's pretty scary. 
He's super scary and he's fast. He's got speed. Doesn't but he like spread disease too? Well, the thing about that is they thought that he did at first, but if you recall, that was just like something that the military, the American military, like got all confused about, and then they kind of tried to cover that up. Because the, the whole movie is a satire on how you know America goes way overboard with everything and is like super crazy <laughs> stuff like that. It was a little more complex than that. I don't think it actually spread a disease though. I suddenly hate this movie. <laughs> no, that's the good thing about it though. Because you love America. I'm there. We just brought some freedom over to Korea, and they're like, mm, "Get out of here!" It's like, that's not cool, guys. We invented guns, basically. Because remember, there's like that stupid American scientist who's like cross-eyed, and they're gonna like put a drill in that guy in the guy's head, even though, even though like he takes one of the assistants out of the room, he's like, "There's no disease." It's like they were just doing this procedure to make everyone think that they'd found a cure. Sometimes you have to make the hard choice just to, for the greater good. Don't you see? If they had not drilled into that man's head, we would have all been dead now. I mean, Maybe. in a way, you could say that made like made everyone feel safe, but it's also like lying to everyone. <laughs> but yeah, okay, if you... <laughs> you're pro-american then maybe this isn't the movie for you <laughs> like super pro-american i also i hate the idea of um olympic sports being turned into a way of defeating monsters so this movie doesn't have any of that does it well <laughs> i mean there is a, a woman with a bow and arrow and she's quite proficient with it and it is uh. Used in with the combination of Molotov cocktails. Okay, but if there's one thing I really hate, it's caring fathers and adoptive children. This doesn't have any of that, does it? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's hard to say, but it does. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Let's let's move ahead to something that America claimed as one of its own, <laughs> even if it didn't want to be. <laughs> and that's King Kong. <laughs> King Kong is a giant ape that was worshipped on Skull Island. And then Carl Denham, who's like a director... He's like, hey, that thing's pretty sweet. <laughs> Take that, I'll be super rich. <laughs> so they steal it and they put it on display in New York, and it's super pissed. And but it also likes the girl who's played by Faye Ray. I don't remember her name, but um, takes her and then he runs rampant in New York City. And he's like, he just kind of like scared. Like he just he's just not about being there. <laughs> like. He had it pretty sweet on Skull Island, even if he had to fight T-Rexes and stuff. He doesn't yeah. have an I Love New York t-shirt? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, if he had, if they had brought him over to America these days, they actually would have an I Love New York t-shirt in his size, but we're a lot fitter back then. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of anti-American jokes on this podcast. 
but King King Kong. What's so great about King Kong? Uh, I mean, it's a great movie. It's really entertaining, but also like the look of the monster is really cool. He didn't. I mean, I guess he looked like an ape, but he looked a little different. Like he had really big, sharp teeth. I don't know. There's and he had like a snout more nose. <laughs> looked really freaky. Well, he kind of looks fun too. Eyebrows. Big old eyebrows. He looked a little different. And the way he moved was really cool. And that's, of course, due to Willis O'Brien, who's a stop-motion pioneer. And he went on to train Ray, Harry, Ray Harryhausen, who we'll talk about very shortly. Um, some great stop-motion effects in this movie. And even though it's, like, super old, I think it holds up. I think it's still pretty entertaining, and it's still pretty cool to watch King Kong fight the T-Rex and climb the Empire State Building and all that cool stuff. There's a reason he stuck around this long, dude. Does well, he? I, th- I think the reason you pointed out was because he he's not there on his own accord. He's not trying to kill people. He's just like stuck in this giant city. He's, he's kind of a tragic figure in that way. I don't know. I guess that's why I always liked King Kong. Kind of like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, yeah he's, he's just misunderstood. Just He's looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> and it's been remade twice. It got remade in the 70s, and then it got remade in 2005. Was it 2005? Yeah, 2005. Mm-hmm. 70s one, uh, it's like okay, but the monster is still got, is a guy in a costume. Uh, it doesn't really work for me. And the Peter Jackson one I like, though I still have not seen it since it was in theaters. What about... So All long. the other ones, like Son of Kong. Yeah, there's some other ones like that. Uh, I guess it's a sequel, and there's a sequel to the King, um, the um, the King Kong one from the '70s, it's like Return of Kong or something, with like Linda Hamilton. I think that one's supposed to be pretty bad. I've never seen that. Kong, you've seen Son of, Son of Kong, right? Yeah, it's just kind of boring. <laughs> How does he have a son if he's a- Always wanted to make with humans. I don't really remember the specifics of it. I don't know if he's actually related to the other King Kong. He might just be another giant monkey. Kind of like the Jaws movies. It's like they're not all related. They're just they're <laughs> probably just sharks. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a lot easier to buy. There's another big shark than gigantic gorilla. Oh, if there's one, there's bound to be a couple more. Right. I guess yeah. Right. So there you go. Chicken and the egg thing right there. <laughs> Monkey love. But an iconic movie. Iconic effects. And I did mention Ray Harryhausen and he did the effects to the next monster, the Kraken from Clash of the Titan. Kind of Ray Harryhausen's last uh, big movie. I think he retired after that. It was 1981. The Kraken, I guess what makes it memorable is when it's like really, really big. <laughs> and it, it looks pretty sweet. It's not what you'd expect a Kraken to look like. I feel like when you hear about Krakens like in books and mythology, that's usually more like a squid or like an octopus kind of. This thing was more like humanoid, but it's, it had four arms. Um, it was kind of his own thing. It's his own take on the monster. And it's super big. And it's up to Harry Hamlin to take care of that shit on a flying horse. It's going, like, really slow, too. Yeah. Well, you know, 
When you're that big, it's hard to move fast. How many giant monsters like move fast? Uh, probably like the Pirates of the Caribbean version of the Kraken. Does anyone remember what it looked like? It was more like a squid. What about remake version of the Kraken? It was more humanoid again. Yeah, it was okay. It was sweet. Like, everyone was all back hearing Liam Neeson say, release the Kraken. <laughs> I feel like that became, like, popular. Like, release the Kraken. That was a sound, uh, like a drop. Like, at the radio station, they would always play it. Yeah, so it kind of caught on. Uh, I remember our ancient worlds teacher in high school, Mr. Dawson, always was all about that, too. Because supposedly Clash of the Titans was his favorite movie. <laughs> Soon he saw it as a kid, and it just touched him in so many ways. Isn't, like, Lawrence Olivier Zeus in yeah. the original? Does he say release the Kraken? Mm, I think somebody says it, so it must have been him. But you're saying, if, if I'm understanding this, Liam Neeson's line reading is better than Olivier's? I guess. Liam Neeson's, like, like screams it. He, like, he, he might as well be in a take it. <laughs> It's like he's basically saying, re- like, release my family, but instead of family, he's going with Kraken. <laughs> They're being a taken sequel, like, they steal his Kraken. That was probably, like, his acting technique, like, to get into that mindset. Like, just pretend you're talking about your wife being stolen. He's like, okay, I got this. Release the Kraken. He's giving his all in that movie. <laughs> That's kind of the worst part of it, though. How was that? Just really over the top. Yeah. <laughs> he's like fun though. Never mind. He's not the worst part. Of it. I'm sure Sam was. Was it Sam? Really? Who was in that? Sam Worthington. <laughs> it was Sam Worthington. That, that's exactly how you remember. say Sam Worthington because he's that forgettable. <laughs> Sam Worthington was he in that? Was yeah, that he him? wasn't that memorable. <laughs> he wasn't like bad. He's just so. He's blue. just Sam Worthington. <laughs> That's the only role he does how to play. Who plays the, uh, like, advisor guy? Like, wh- what do you mean? Um, well, he was played by Burgess Meredith. In oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to guess John Hurt, but I, John Hurt can't play all those characters. <laughs> I feel like he always plays that character. That's, that's interesting. I wonder who did play that. I know who you're talking about, yeah. Who played... Burgess Meredith in the 2010 instant classic where the clash began. Could it have been Pete Postlethwaite, maybe? Hmm. I don't know. He would have been pretty old then. He died not long after. What the hell kind of sequel do they do to this? I mean, he's got a wife and like a kingdom and, and a boobo. He's pretty set at the end of this movie. Yeah, I didn't see the second one. I have what? no idea what it's about. What's left for Perseus to get? Well, I'm looking at the poster. It looks like he's fighting a lava monster. So if you like I've, that. I've seen, I've seen Wrath of the Titans. I've seen one scene of Wrath of the Titans like six times. <laughs> I always want to like watch a big battle when I'm flipping through the channels. And it's, it was on HBO a lot this spring. But it's always just them like running through the desert. And I have no idea what's going on. It's really lame. I think that's what America said. 
Yeah. I, I would give that scene in Wrath of the Titans two thumbs way down. <laughs> Personally, I would use both of my thumbs, not just one. Two thumbs down. Bad scene. <laughs> uh, the original Kraken, he's all right. He's so, so goofy. Long. Let's move on to an even bigger monster, and that's like the mantis thingy in the mist. You want to tell me about that thing, Sean? That was, I was trying to think of, of what was memorable from the mist, and really the one that stood out to me was like the, the gigantic thing at the very end. But that just has like one scene of lumbering by. So I went with the mantis, uh, who was, you'll remember, he was like the, the big one that came back a couple times. I think he killed uh, the helpful, like, cowardly guy. Toby Jones. That sounds right. Maybe. What do you think? Mm. I don't know. When you're saying monsters, I, I, even though you said mantis, I assumed you were talking about that giant thing. I think that giant thing is the coolest thing in that movie. Okay, let's just go with the, the giant just thing. Just go with mist monsters. Mist monsters. There you go. Let's go with mist that thing was so big. That's like the biggest monster I've ever seen in a movie. It all it did was walk by them, but like it was so scary. And it had like a bunch of legs and like a hell of tentacles. Very like HP Lovecraft. Like like most of the things in there were kind of like that. Super scary though. And just that I mean, the bigger they are, I think the scarier they are, because it just like what the fuck would I do in that situation? There's nothing you can't do. You're like an ant. The thing's like God. It's like fighting God. Can't wait for that movie. Can't wait for Jason Statham to be in that. <laughs> Bring it down. This is Satan versus God. Hmm? Yeah, that's I don't bad. know if there's Yeah. It's so big, so many tentacles. <sighs> so many the, the more the better, right? Oh my I don't think there's God. much to say about it. It just, you know... Lumbers by. Yeah. Now, the Mantis thing was pretty cool, too. If you look up the Mantis, it's a pretty gnarly little dude. He's pretty good. I mean, he's, he's not that good. little. You know who he kills? I remember it now. It's Starkiller from the Force Unleashed games. Nancy, you know what I'm talking about? Who voices him? Is that what you said? Yeah, the guy who voices him and also is modeled after him. Yeah, I know that guy. You know that guy. Star Killer. He's he was like a. Remember in the movie, he's like on the base. He's like, we accidentally or, opened a portal to another dimension, mm-hmm. and then Marsh Gay Harden's like, you gotta get the fuck out of this store. <laughs> well, I mean, nicer than that because she's all religious, but she's still pretty crazy. Isn't that and guy then, in Battlestar too? I think he's in an episode of Battlestar. I don't think he's a cast member. Uh, he's in an episode of It's All Sunny in Philadelphia. Remember when they're they're inviting people to their man party and they have penis shaped. Invites. He's the guy who's like, oh yeah, I know what's going on. <laughs> anyway, the mantis like comes by and like rips him apart in front of everybody in the store. That's awesome. Star killer. Poor guy. He is never going to succeed in a major way. <laughs> well, he's good at dying. Sure. The thing is good at killing. The thing? Is the thing on this list? <laughs> no. That was a great transition if the thing is on this list, but he's not that big. He's kind of big that one part where he's just a big mess. Well, he's like the Wilford Brimley monster. (laughs) (laughs) 
We're gonna put Wilford Brimley Master out here. We can just put Wilford Brimley on here. <laughs> <laughs> Wilford Brimley from Caravan of Courage, the Ewok movie. He's gonna eat the Ewoks, probably. Anyways. Uh, no transition here. Let's go talk about Troll Hunter. Sweet Trolls. Are you talking about one in particular or just all of them? I went with the Mountain Troll, the one at the end, the, like, super giant one. Oh, so big. Kind of building up through the whole movie. So big. But Troll Hunter is just totally sweet. Was it about, um, like, hunting master trolls like Sean? Uh, I trolling, 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 trolling. <laughs> May, in a way, I suppose. Anyways, <laughs> it's a movie from Norway uh, from a couple of years ago, and it was done like found footage kind of style. And basically there's like this camera crew, and they meet up with this dude who's like totally badass, and he's like a troll hunter. <laughs> and basically... And like, that's dumb. There aren't trolls. And he's like, fuck you, children. <laughs> you know nothing. I feel like I heard the director explain, like, oh, there's, like, been trolls for, like, a long time, but, like, sometimes they get, like, this weird rabies kind of thing that makes them, like, go rabid and start fucking shit up, so he has to take care of them, Mm -hmm. and he does so with, oh, he has, like, all sorts of, like, crossbows and stuff, but, like, his, his cool weapon, he's got, like, this big UV light ray, because when the trolls are faced with direct, like, sunlight, they turn to stone, so, like, that's his main thing. It's like, trying to shine the light on them. They're like, and they turn to stone. So that's a pretty sweet way to take care of them. But it's sometimes it's hard to, like, it's hard to set that shit up. Because they're, they're pretty menacing. They're pretty big. And they got some abilities of their own. They can smell Christian blood. Ew. So, like, the thing is, like, in the crew's like, no, you're Christian, right? And like, no. And the later guy's like, I am Christian. And, like, the troll, like, finds him. And then when that one dies, they replace him with a Muslim. They're like, is, is this okay? Will this work? <laughs> it works. Don't worry. <laughs> also, some of them, when they get, like, the older ones, like, grow an extra head when they get old enough. <laughs> that would suck. If, yeah, like, you just, like, oh, it's your 70th birthday, <sighs> your second head's coming in. You know your second head would be annoying. There's no way your second head would be, like, a great friend to have. <laughs> Looking out for you all the time. Hell no. He'd just be trolling. <laughs> what if it has to look like you? Wait, like, are you saying, like, what if I grew a black head? <laughs> what if, like, Billy D. Williams grows out of your shoulder? <laughs> hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. That sounds pretty sweet. Tonight? Or would it just be, like, a Billy D. Williams troll? Hope you like getting drunk, cause I got a whole six pack of Colt forty five waiting for me. What a dick! I don't know that shit. He like hog pillows and stuff. He start gaining control of like one of my arms and just embarrassing me in public. He undo my pants. Put your to- put your toothbrush in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, like rip it out of my mouth and throw it in the toilet. Stupid second head. Holy oh, Go back to your own body. It'd be awkward. It's like, if, if it's Billy D. Williams, you know he's gonna get some tail. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, ready for hey, this? It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, help me out. 
you think that's a turn on for women having two heads, or do you think that works against you? Well, it's if you're oh, if you got Billy so Dilly, if you got Billy D. Williams as a head, it doesn't matter. I feel like yeah, he could he could make it work. Well, yeah, think like, about it. Like you're like getting it on, and the Billy D. Williams head is just like saying like really sexy things. Yeah, it's it into your ear. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Or I don't know, maybe it's a turn off because he's a traitor. Sort he of. cleaned his name. He cleared did. his name. Cleaned his name. He some cleaned his name. Some people still give him. Some people still give him shit for that, though. They might still do that. Yeah, that's what you do that defines you. Anyways, troll hunter. <laughs> uh, the trolls were just so big. They're super awesome. I don't even remember if they were able to kill that or how they. What happened to that big one? They had like a fucking light rocket launcher. Oh yeah, it like instantly <laughs> turns a stone and explodes. It's fucking sweet. If you haven't seen this movie, it's on Netflix. Check it out. It's really entertaining. Um, I'm surprised it hasn't been remade yet because I remember there was some talk about that a while back. Still could happen, but no, this is this is the one to check out. This is the official movie on Trolls. Like, you don't need to see any other movies about trolls. You don't need to see a troll in Central Park. You're set with Troll Hunter. <laughs> and according to the playing. poster, it's pretty damn spectacular, and I agree. Anyway, you would have thought with all the talk of Billy D. Williams, we would have segued into Return of the Jedi. But instead, we rolled back to talk about how great Troll Hunter was. So it's great. Let's go see it. Return of the Jedi gave us the Rancor. The one of the bigger beasts in the Star Wars universe. I guess it's smaller than Sarlacc Pit and also Asteroid Ex- Slug. Extoporf. <laughs> Something like that. Thanks for that. I'm glad that we now know that. Uh, the Rancor is, I think, the coolest looking of all those. Like, the Rancor is really scary looking. Exogorth, excuse me. <laughs> is that really his name? Exogorth. That was very close. I, well, we, I looked it up, like, last night when we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, mild depression, you know? He's, like, <laughs> alone in space. He's got little bats flying in him, too, like those weird little things. Know, can you imagine? Mine Probably not. has to, like, floss all the time. People landing in his mouth. He does have big old teeth, doesn't he? Hell, big old teeth. So big that you can't even tell that they're teeth when you fly in. That's the trick. But that thing it was just basically w- w- really worm looking, right? It's just a giant just worm. Like a, just like a big penis. I already have like, that on the list. Yeah, we already times. got enough penises. The Rancor, on the other hand, is I don't even know how to describe that thing. It's like a uh, it's like Cloverfield, but there's less going on. I don't think so at all. <laughs> it doesn't like Cloverfield. It's not skinny, it's like huge. It's got like long arms, short it's little just legs. It's a big monster, that's all it's kind of like a giant goblin or something. It's got a really like cool look to it. It's pretty original. I can't think of anything else that looks quite like it. I mean, definitely at least at the time. Uh, the only thing with the Rancor is I feel like it wasn't that hard for like Luke to put his mind to it. And, it's like, he's got the force, man. <laughs> that, well, that's what's so nice about that scene, John, is they also throw in the pig, so they show you what it's like for re- a regular person trying to deal with a rancor. You yeah. just squeal a bunch and run around and get bit in half. It is pretty vicious, but if you're clever enough, you can work your way out of it. It's kind of sad the rancor got killed like in his own home. Yeah, his master is like super sad. Okay, so, so that's the, the thing. Also, like a baby. 
I don't think so, but I think it was a, that guy's like pet, basically. So I want to I want to know like the sweet side of the rancor, for that guy to have such an attachment to it. Like it must be like like he like goes in there and pets. I think it you gotta stuff. you gotta check out the Wikipedia. <laughs> I've never I've never looked up the um, the rancor on Wikipedia. Like, <laughs> does that one have a specific name, or like a pers- personality? I'm looking it up. Talk amongst <laughs> yourselves. <laughs> I can I tell think... you the guy's name is Malakili. Hmm. You know, he's Traveled with no. famous beast tamer, Circus Horrificus. <laughs> oh no, that's the name of the. Okay, you see these pictures like a like a rancor with young. It's got like little rancors like on its so body. So everybody, Google rancor right now. Okay. Let's do this together. Okay. I mean, I clicked on images. How far down do I have to go? For the rancor with babies? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's on Google Image Search. I'm looking on Wikipedia. On Wikipedia. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go back to the search. I'm going to click on rancor on Wikipedia. Yeah. Keep everyone okay. posted so everyone at home can do this too. And then under biology and appearance, there's this picture of Rancor with Young. And it looks like it's a Rancor uh, walking up a hill with two little babies clinging onto it. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Does Rancor have thumbs on both sides of its hand? I think it did, right? Double thumbs up. Oh, you know... It, they first tried doing it with an actor in a suit, but everyone's like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so they made it a puppet, and then used a high-speed camera to slow its movements down to make it look large. That's really interesting. I did not know that. Uh, so I think did you know that behind the scenes, the sobs were not his sobs? The sobs were provided by another actor. (laughs) (laughs) He could not sob convincingly. Couldn't handle it. I believe it. But what what was his bond with... with, um... Doesn't really say. It just says that he... uh, Rancor was killed by Luke, and then Jabba died, and then he broke... Uh, like Jabba's cook out of prison and they started a restaurant <laughs> in Moss Eisley. Well, good for him. He was able to move on from yeah. the death of his pet. <laughs> so if you, cl- if you click on the cook's name, his name is Porcellus. His like main picture is from like a video game. <laughs> he's he's uh, balding. <laughs> uh, he's not doing well at all. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say about the Rancor? I don't think so. Okay, let's let's go ahead to the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. Very, very comedic giant monster, because they're facing off against that weird demon ghost thing. And they're like, don't think about anything, because it'll bring, like, you know, whatever you think about, and visualize it and make it real. And Dan Aykroyd thinks about some sort of mascot... Um, stay puff Marshall man and he's there and he's terrorizing the city and hilarity ensues because it's like all smile it's kind of smiling yeah but he gets like pissed off later on 
Yeah, it does. Turns to a frown. <laughs> Look, angry looks eyes. Kind, of, kind of funny to see something so adorable be so pissed off. <laughs> the only shame is I feel like I've grown up with Ghostbusters, so I've always known. Like, I can only imagine what it would have been like going to that movie when it first came out and then seeing that scene. <laughs> like, what a little... That's so crazy to throw that in there. It's hilarious. I love it. Uh, yeah, he's just... I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say. Just the fact that they put something like that in a movie. <laughs> the special, effects, the special effects of that scale are not often used as like a punchline. It's usually just used for something to be scary or frightening or just awesome, but no. Used for a joke. Um, as for like how strong like his like if Safe of Marshmallow and Godzilla, like I don't know how that would work. I don't know. I feel like I feel like if Marshmallow Man could like really take a punch. You know? Because like it wouldn't like hurt him. It would just like go through him and then like he'd pull out his arm from his body and then it would just like kind of goop back together. Oh, cool. And I like to think like you like burn him and you think he's dead, but he comes up, he's like all ashy. And like roasted. <laughs> he's like still going. Makes him even more powerful. Oh, yeah. Does he talk or yell or anything? I don't think so. That would have been funny. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Or maybe that would have been too much. Hey, you remember in Ghostbusters 2 when they ride in the Statue of Liberty to the power of song. To the, it's, it's like higher and higher. Your left, right? you Smith lifted me higher, yeah. They're like playing that and bring Statue of Liberty to life. They weren't going to fight a giant monster, were they? That They were so. just using the Statue of Liberty as transportation. Well, they needed to get someplace. They needed to get there fast, right? But how could riding the Statue of Liberty have been the fast... It's full of fucking water. There was like slime in that movie, wasn't there? There's, there's probably like slimed up or something. The whole of New York. What the hell is going on in Ghostbusters 2? I gotta look into that. Maybe not now, but later. There's a ghost goop and an evil painting. Yeah. And that guy yeah, was Ali McBeal. Peter McNichol. He's always available when you need him. It's <laughs> good sport. His love keeps lifting me higher and higher. So how about the T-Rex of Jurassic Park fame? First of all, he fucking sucks. He got ripped apart by Spinosaurus <laughs> like ain't no thing. Spinosaurus should be on this list. He's got a big old fin. He's got a long beak. Eyes that can see for miles and miles. It's not nearly as iconic, though. T-Rex can't even see motion. It, well, I mean, no, that's the thing. It can't see motion. It can't see when you're standing still. You can see flashlights. <laughs> we do know that. I mean, that scene in the exhibit, like when they're outside the, the dinosaur exhibit and it starts raining and the fences come down, is just a classic sci-fi monster movie scene. That scene alone, I think, you know, makes it worth talking about. I mean, it's just a normal dinosaur, but, like, looked super sweet. Stan Winston design. It was very scary. It, like, seemed really real. Great combination of CGI and puppet stuff. 
And it killed a guy in the toilet. <laughs> killed him real bad. <laughs> it was pretty funny. On the toilet, sitting on the toilet. <sighs> what does it do to Malcolm? It like knocks him over and like a shack falls on him. So he just smacks him around a little bit. He's like, ew. It's not really kill that many people. No, because T-Rex is the real toilet. hero, right? That's the it theory, right? Killed the raptors. T-Rex is the, the hero of the Jurassic Park series. <laughs> He's just misunderstood like King Kong and, I don't know, Clover maybe? I don't know that it was a hero when two of them ripped Richard Schiff in half. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> they were just trying to get their baby back. That's a good point, but they still ripped Richard Schiff in half. Get my baby back. Plus, anyone who saw the West Wing knew he had it coming. That's like the most horrible death I could think of any of those movies. Having like one of the nicest characters. Died a hero. He knew what he was doing. You have to admit, though, it's pretty great. If we're talking about all those movies, when the T-Rex is, like, just running across the streets of wherever it was, Los Angeles, just running free, like, that was pretty great. I could have watched, had a whole movie of that. I liked that there wasn't really too much destruction. I mean, it's not, it wasn't Man of Steel where, like, okay, this city's done. They can't rebuild this. They're going to have to just move on. It was like, all right. We could probably fix this up in a few weeks. It was realistic. I could I could imagine this is a T-Rex attack that would happen. Yeah. That's the T-Rex attack I, I hope to see someday. <laughs> like an efficient, a cost-effective one. <laughs> we, we, we can take care of it. It only weeds out the weak. I mean, it is weird that, like, it's on that boat, and the boat, like, comes in hot and, like, crashes into the dock. Because, like, the T-Rex got out and killed everybody without just destroying the boat. How did they arrange that? I don't know. You know, it's kind of funny, though, about that whole sequence. Is I feel like people were like, oh, it's so cool. Now I can't wait for the Godzilla movie. Or I can't remember if they came out the same, same year, I guess. But then Godzilla movie does come out, and it's lame. And, like, wow, that one scene in the last world is, like, better than all of Godzilla. Like... Why couldn't have been more like that? Do they kill that T-Rex? No. We killed that stupid, like, bad guy who's, like, all about, like, corporate fuck, like, money, money, money. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, like, put it to sleep or something. Or they put it back in its cage. With the with its baby. Baby helped kill a guy. It was like, doom, 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 doom. It's like, kills a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, yeah, I'm a fan of the T-Rex in those movies. Spinosaurus is kind of cool, but that movie, yeah. so I'm a killing machine, John. Okay, let's get down to this making time. How many do we got? Should I cut the blob? Do we only have 11? Oh, cut the brain bug. The brain bug, the goodbye brain bug. Your brain wasn't enough for this. So I found uh, I found Jabba's Rancor's page. Doesn't have a name. It's just Jabba's Rancor. <sighs> Should have known. But so that guy, the fat guy, was brought in from Circus Horrificus to take <laughs> care of him. He became very emotionally attached. 
he uh, he would often take the raincoat for walks in the desert. <laughs> it uh, it saved him from a small gang of sand people. And um, what kind of assholes would see some fat dude walking with a thick monster and be like, oh, whatever he's got, we. <laughs> <laughs> But so, like, he wasn't about, like, because Jabba would always, like, pit it against uh, other monsters. And uh, apparently, like, Luke didn't kill it because he had to survive. He killed it because he saw, like, how emotionally distraught it was. Uh. And it was, like, it was beyond, like, rehabilitation. So it was just more humane to put it asleep. (laughs) Can't one person in Star Wars kill something because <laughs> they have to. No, me. It's always a deeper meaning. What about when Chewbacca threw those pilots out of the chicken walker in Return of the Jedi? Was it because they refused to be prisoners and he couldn't get them out? That's just war, Sean. They were stuck in a no. dead end job, Sean. They were prisoners of their own lives. <laughs> They needed to be taken out, set free. It's a personal paper. Mm-hmm. And Chewbacca felt really bad about it. He visited their graves later. Yeah. Every year. <laughs> he reimbursed the families. With all his Chewbacca the money. Damage he reimbursed yeah. them. Here's two <laughs> other people. These could be your children now. <laughs> okay. In regards to the list... <laughs> How do you guys feel about putting the rancor lower? I mean, it was beyond help. <laughs> it was half starved. <laughs> Can you imagine a rancor at full strength? I kind of like the idea of putting the rancor at the bottom just because Star Wars things are always going to be on the top on every list. Mm-hmm. There's like one chance. Mm-hmm. I'll just do it. Yeah. I mean, there are some other ones that I don't think are going to get too high, like the Mountain Troll and Guamo. And the Kraken. Kraken's hilarious. What are you talking about? Okay, well, then let's put, maybe we should put Troll Hunter just because it's a more recent movie. Okay. Well, actually, Troll Hunter's sweeter than Guomo, though. They're so fucking big. Guomo's oh. pretty scary. Like, that one scene at the, at the beginning of The Host when it's running around, just fucking shit up, and they're just running, like at the park. That's awesome. What a great scene. Terrifying. Hmm. And, and Troll Hunter, I mean, a lot of the great scenes are just them going like, Troll! And then like running. You can't really see what's going on. You, the Mountain Troll you get to see pretty well. Mountain Troll you get to see. It's like, because it's like Daylight. big open area and it's just walking around. It's bigger than... I don't know. I mean, I think you make a good point that the host is used in a more timely way. It's more, its scenes are more memorable. But uh, trolls are so huge. It's so big. I do love it's so big. Its heart probably couldn't pump blood. It, it doesn't make sense. It defies physics. Oh my god. I love it. <laughs> That's what I love reading about is like if they really did make Gundams, they'd be so heavy they would like sink through the earth every step they took. <laughs> Hell yeah, they would. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, should we put those two lower? Because I'm kind of thinking some of these other ones, they got, they really stuck with, like, society. You know? And they got seniority. Uh, except for the Cloverfield monster. 
Oh, yeah. Put him lower. Let's put him at nine. He's not that cool. It's a cool monster movie, but the actual... Yeah, it could have been... It could have looked like anything. It could have been the big baby from Honey, Blip the Kid and just as effective. (laughs) Perhaps more effective. (laughs) The greatest secret comedy of all time. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I I think I would put Guomo, I guess, at eight. Mm -hmm. This mountain troll's so big. And I like... I like getting like a humanoid up there. Totes. That's good. Mm. Just like us. <laughs> so how high will the blob go? I'm interested <laughs> to know. I'm thinking I at least put the blob above Kraken, just because. <laughs> You're trying to get Blob in the top five. <laughs> I'm about it. <laughs> I'm about it. <laughs> the lamest monster. I feel like if it wasn't for release, release the Kraken. Like, people wouldn't be remembering the Kraken. Like, that kind of... Like, I don't remember that remember Kraken. Them. I don't know what it looks like. I yeah, that's why it's lower. 80s Kraken, and he's hilarious. He's so, he only so has stupid. one scene, though. Blob has lots of screen time, and he does lots <laughs> of memorable stuff. <laughs> like, leap and creep across the floor. <laughs> and destroy the movie theater. <laughs> does it make a sound? If it makes a sound, I've got no problem. But if it doesn't make a sound... <laughs> It's like wah 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I'll put the Kraken at six and the Blob at five. Wah 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 wah. I just assume it's like radioactive. Wah 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 wah. I mean, it's from space. <laughs> it whirs like it has an engine. Wah 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 wah. That's the radiation noise. Okay. Uh, so Stay Puft Marshmallow Man four. You think so? Uh, I guess. Is, it's funny. It's it's not one of the three most iconic giant. Yeah, movies. I mean the T Rex like it's, it's one of the four most T-Rex, iconic. But the T Rex is always used in such memorable ways, and I think it's pretty sweet. Jax is amazing. I mean, and it's also it's got King Kong rep. If you want to talk about coolest scene, King Kong, two uh, thousands and thirties. I mean, if we're just talking about every single T Rex ever, then yeah, I think it gets a spot. <laughs> Does that include the dinosaurs from the show Dinosaurs? Are they T-Rexes? I don't know what they are. What's his boss? They look like... They look his like boss is like a Stegosaurus. Or I, don't think they, yeah, I don't think they're T-Rexes, but... I just include them with every... I don't know. Yeah, T-Rex 3. Dun, 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 dun. <sighs> Here's what it comes down to. Comes down to humanity versus sheer size. Do we yeah. pity the beast or do we respect the monster? I mean, it's tough because I think Godzilla's the more interesting monster, but King Kong's the way better movie. <laughs> I think like, if we're talking about monsters, we're talking about monsters. I think Godzilla's number one. I, I think we're just I, talking about monsters. I think I'd go, I agree. It's, it's, it's tough because King Kong's so iconic and I love that movie so much. He's a good guy. He's <laughs> just a good guy. I mean, he just beats up Godzilla and then swims away until he's needed again. At least that's why I remember it in my childish brain. <laughs> All right, read it off. Our top 10 giant monsters for movies. Uh, number 10, The Rancor. Number 9, 
Culverfield monster. Number eight, Guomo. Number seven, the Mountain Troll. Number six, the the released Kraken. Number five, Derblarb. Number four, the giant Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Uh, number three, the T-Rex from Jurassic Park and nothing else. Number two, King Kong. And number one, Gogeta. <laughs> you remember that scene? American Godzilla, the Japanese. Oh, yeah, I do. Which means Godzilla. So it's like, do they know about Godzilla in, in Japanese culture in this universe? It's a really confusing scene that I think deserves 25 to 45 minutes of analysis. And if you want to see if I do that, head over to mildlyplease.com, our official website of this podcast. If you're not interested in that, um, just keep it locked on the, on the iTunes podcast subscribe button. Or uh, however else you listen to this. And if it's like a really cool way, like write in about it. Tell me about it. Our email address is t3atmildlypleased.com. Bootleg European feeds. That'd be sweet. Like like those uh, like Cold War like broadcasting stations that just like broadcast codes and weird sounds now. Ooh, that'd be sweet if we're on one of those. <laughs> Um, oh my god, John Monster! See you next week! Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up.